0: Hey, it's Confessions of a Doctor Doctorholic with Hafsah Slayman, and on air today, I've got this epic company that is designed to help IMG, so international medical students, to get informed about the process of moving into the US, like the step-by-step process. They're called Liberty Medics and I've got Dr. Osamone. How are you?
1: I'm doing really well, thanks. Uh, I'm really happy to be on the podcast, uh, Hafsa, and thank you so much for having us on Confessions of a Doctor Holly.
0: So what inspired you to start Liberty Medics?
1: So really what inspired me to start Liberty Medics was my own journey of applying for residency training in the US. So for a bit of context, I uh, have lived in England since I was five years old. Uh, went through the education system there, went to university at Imperial College in London and then around halfway through my time in medical school, I started toying with the idea of maybe moving to the US for my uh, training as a doctor after finishing medical school and I became more and more kind of firm on that ambition towards the end of my time in medical school. Um, So I was navigating that path pretty much on my own because um, as opposed to some countries like Pakistan and India. In the UK, the medical students and doctors really don't have that many role models in the senior years throughout their time at medical school or in their hospitals who have gone through that journey and who they can turn to for advice. So I found myself kind of scouring the internet, going on internet forums and kind of student room equivalents uh, for those applying for residency training in the US to try and help uh, get my head around what exactly was involved in making the transition of my medical career from the UK to the US. So on the way, inevitably, when you're trying to figure things out by yourself, you're going to find information that's unreliable online, information that gets you disheartened, fake news all over the place, and also just, um, you're going to find yourself getting things wrong. So. Uh, loads of turns as I was going through the process I was uh, reaching a piece of information which I just thought to myself if only somebody had told me this months ago I would have saved myself so much time and effort and you know I could have avoided that headache or I could have avoided that delay in my application process. So having done that throughout the entire process and thankfully having lucked out and had a happy ending to my entire application journey in the US, um, I then looked back and thought okay how, how can I help other people who maybe going on a similar kind of pathway to me. How can I help them navigate that in a much clearer process? What would I have liked to have had if I was in that position uh, three or four years ago now again? And uh, what would have made my life easier? So that made me kind of inspired to start Liberty Medics and that was the vision behind the idea.
0: All right, and why America?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So why America? I think for a lot of UK medical school graduates, um, the ones who are seriously considering leaving the UK usually have a choice between three different options. So you either go to the US, you go to Canada or you go to Australia slash New Zealand. So between those three, uh, when I was considering which was going to be the most attractive for me, the U.S. really stood out. And I think it may be something to do with the fact that I watched too much TV and you know too many movies. Yeah,
0: the best movies come out of there. But
1: I've just seen so much of the U.S. in <laughs> my media consumption that uh, it's always been something that's fascinated me, the idea of being able to go out there and live that American dream that you hear so much about. So I think for me, it wasn't really close in terms of making a choice between those three things. Um, Canada didn't seem as exciting to me and Australia and New Zealand just seemed like the opposite end of the world and it just didn't excite me the prospect of working in those places so uh, America for me was uh, always top of the list in terms of what would give me the most excitement or what would feel like a sense of adventure in my life Uh, and also I had uh, looked at things like you know physician salaries and lifestyles and thing looking at the the American equivalent so uh, based on all of those things I thought the US was the best option for me
0: yeah that's fair and what's the best thing about America
1: best thing about america so i have been here for four years by now so i should have a pretty good answer to this ready um so i want to start by giving the caveat that i am talking about new york because that is the only america that i know it's where i've lived for uh since i've moved here and uh i just want to give that caveat because i think people will raise their eyebrows slightly when they hear what i'm about to say but i think the best thing about america from my experience has been the people oh
0: yeah that's cute
1: honestly and that's not what you uh might expect when you're looking at it from outside of the borders of the country and uh, I don't think American people have the best reputation in the world so it's strange that that would be seen as the best thing about America for me but I can only speak to my own experiences here in New York and say that the people I've, I've managed to interact with in my day-to-day life are just such impressive people they have amazing social skills everyone you speak to sounds like the kind of person who would be like the most charismatic person in your in your medical school so anyone you talk to on the street seems to be you know worldly wise they seem to have an opinion about what's going on in the political world they seem to be aware of what's happening outside of the borders of their country which which was a surprise for me and uh, they're just generally very nice, very warm people. Um, my wife and I were always struck by the fact that in America, when, when you, like, become friends with someone after one conversation, they'll invite you to come around to their house the following weekend. And I joke that, like, I have best friends from university who I, like, lived with for seven, eight years who have never invited me to their family home. Whereas here in America, you can have one good conversation with someone and the next thing you know, you're invited to spend Thanksgiving with their family. So I've just been so uh, blown away by the warmth and the, and the... The friendliness and the, the charisma of the people that I've uh, bumped into here, and it's been really kind of a blessing for me to have had this whole new sphere of people who I can consider to be friends. So yeah, for me, the best part of America has been the people. So
0: would you say it was a difficult process to get into America? Like. What did you have to
1: do? So yeah, I think I think it, it is difficult to to get to America, and I think that's part of the reason uh, behind me wanting to start this whole uh, company was because uh, it's a difficult pathway to navigate. I know when you go to places like Australia and New Zealand, there are actually no exams you have to take. They just take the UK-trained uh, physicians at face value, whereas the pathway to getting into residency training in America is more complicated. So obviously this is covered in a lot more detail in other aspects uh, of our course but just to give a brief overview what you have to do to get into residency training in America is obviously graduate from uh, an approved medical school somewhere throughout the world and then you have to take the United States medical licensing exams, so the US MLEs, you have to take those exams and that comprises of a total of four exams but um, only three of which you have to take before starting residency. The fourth one you can take at some point during your residency if you prefer. So the the exams are the step exams which I'm sure people have heard of, there's step one, there's step two clinical knowledge, CK, and then there's step two clinical skills, CS. So the step one exam is a basic sciences exam. It lasts like eight hours. That sounds absolutely brutal. You go to a test center, it's all done on a computer, but it's a really, really long exam, very rigorous. And it's the kind of things that UK medical students will have studied in their first couple of years of medical school. So really the nitty gritty basic sciences Then there's the step two CK exam, which is the uh, clinical knowledge exam, which is much more like the kind of clinical content you're tested on in the final years of your medical school in the UK. So that's, you know, people coming in presenting with things like pneumonias and then them asking you treatment plans so it's much more clinical uh, based stuff and then finally the step two clinical skills exam is like an oski exam so it's a practical clinical skills exam done with simulated patients that is done in one of six test centers in the u.s so you have to come to the u.s for that exam so yeah you have to do all those step exams in order to get uh, officially approved to be able to start residency training in the u.s and then there's the small task of actually applying for residency programs in the U.S., getting called back for interviews, going on the interview trail, and ultimately uh, matching into a program where they decide they want to take you and you want to join them. So that is a very brief overview of everything that's involved in having to come to America. Uh, it is a difficult process, but just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's impossible. And each year from around the world, around about uh, ten to 15,000 international medical graduates come to the U.S. to start their residency training. So it's not the kind of thing that should put people off and it's something which uh, if you're aiming for an end point of practicing uh, your medical uh, of, you know using your medical degree in the u.s and having that job as a doctor in the u.s this small obstacle at the beginning shouldn't be something that puts people off
0: yeah well said and was it difficult to adjust to life in the united states
1: i don't think it was particularly difficult to adjust to living in the united states um i had spent the last six seven years before that living in london attending imperial college and so for me moving between london and new york really wasn't much of a shift i'm used to living in a big city so i'm used to paying way too much for my rent and for going out to eat so that didn't change Um, So for me, it really wasn't a tough adjustment. The people here were very welcoming. And New York in particular is obviously just like a city of immigrants. Like you never feel like there's one dominant group of people who are the true natives of New York and that you're one of the others. From the first day when you are walking on the streets, you look like the kind of person who could have been living there your whole life. So so I, I found that really kind of reassuring. I never felt like I was an other in New York Now that could be different if someone is moving from London and then going to rural Iowa for example, yeah maybe that'll be a bigger adjustment but for me at least it was pretty easy and these days we have the internet which can like solve every problem for you so my parents always remind me that I'm not experiencing the true immigrant story like they did moving from Pakistan to England in the days without the internet so for me it's really easy, you land in another country, you've already sorted out your Airbnb over the internet back from your home, you've get an uber from the airport using your phone everything is easy google maps you never get lost so the transition between countries i think in the 21st century is a much easier thing to do
0: yeah that's so true all right i've got a few more questions to grill you about on the next episode if you could stick around yeah and guys in the meantime check out at liberty medics on instagram